Last time on the Dungeon Patrol, our heroes tried to persuade the Dwarven King to rekindle an old alliance, but other factions within the mountain were determined to keep Umberstone out of the fight. A desperate ambush exposed the opposition's plan, and the party was forced to flee the fortress through the ethereal plane. Will the adventurer's actions prove worthy of Dwarven loyalty? Find out now. everybody doing oh you know toasty super good super good i like the positivity <laughs> uh so here we are for episode 32 i believe yeah um it's going quickly and you guys are just uh cruising through things killing stuff left and right oh, cruising was a word that we wanted to use from last time yeah that's true. Yeah, we were more on the bruising part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you did get uh, banged up a little bit. There was a lot, yeah. Yeah, there were a lot of a lot of dwarves that did not did not like you. So angry dwarves, angry dwarves. And I do find it interesting. Every time I get more hit points, you keep <laughs> pushing it to like, oh, I would have been dead last week. <laughs> um, yeah, I think uh, Alaron's in that same club. Yeah, and... literally, I had the hit points I had just gotten for leveling up. So. Yeah. Bjorn, you were you were actually on the ground. Yeah, no, I I was consumed by the the beautiful embrace of shadows. Nice. In my slumber. You're more of a believer now than you were before. I, I, I feel like I I think Bjorn thought the shadows were a bad thing at first. But now he's seen how the advantage is that Ilo I don't know if it's Ilo's holiness or his spirit that's touched me or if Alron is just whispering stuff in my ear when I'm asleep. Nice. It could be either. Yeah. <laughs> it's really the latter. <laughs> but hey. Uh, yeah. He's got a watch that I, he said, just watch this. <laughs> when you get tired, let me know. <laughs> it's creepy when he only needs four hours of sleep. It is. Yeah, what do I do does. with the other four hours? Yeah. <laughs> um, so... Uh, we have a little bit of business to do and the game science dice. Somebody's going to win the dice that I'll be using in episode 32. Mm-hmm. And they are... Um, oh, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> they are so lucky. Uh, they are strawberry with green ink. Oh, you use those ones? Yeah. So I uh, had uh, Elron pick out a random set for me. And I'll, I'll tell you what, this would not be my first choice. No? Not my first choice of dice. But as I stare at them, they're just so yeah. something... It's the shine. Something the magical I about think, them. I think they're cute. They yeah, look, they are kind of cute. They look tasty. Yeah, they're, they look they like, like candy. Yeah, tasty dice. We'll call them a yeah. strawberry shortcake. Yeah. No, I wish they smelled like scratch and sniff or something. Oh, yeah. That'd be nice. Strawberry's consented dice. Yeah, that's something. We just mm. invented that too. It's wonderful. Uh, trademark. Yeah, 2019. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to be using the strawberry and green, and you will have a chance to win these dice, and you only have to enter once ever, 
and you will be entered for all of the drawings that for we have. For all of them. For all oh, of them. All I have to do is enter once. Forever. Just enter once, and uh, you will have a chance to win these dice. And you can do that at dungeonpatrol.com slash dice. And if you're not lucky, like some of us, you can go to gamescience.com and order your own custom set of dice, maybe even the strawberry and green ones. Um, but they're all good choices, and they're all super lucky. Um, because they roll so darn well, and I just love playing with them, <laughs> and uh, hopefully killing some people with them. Thirty-nine DP, one nine A. Do they get? Yes, a deal? got it. it. Was got that it. it? I did it. He did it. Yeah. Aileron's in the coupon club. See if you can do it one more time. Thirty-nine DB, one nine A. DP. DP. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh man. As in Dungeon Patrol. Dungeon pa- duh. Yeah. Someone's Someone gonna be very missed their sad. intelligence saving throw. <laughs> Put the duh in Dungeon Patrol. Uh, <laughs> dungeon Patrol. <laughs> Um, so yeah, you can enter that coupon and get uh, 10% off an order of $20 or more. Uh, I've used it, which seems kind of shady, but hey, um, I love the dice. I'm going to keep ordering stuff. Yeah. And this will go on until uh, Halloween, right? Okay. Something like that. Cool. Yeah. Halloween, Halloween of 2019. 2019 just yeah. to be clear. For all you future people listening to this podcast when they're like oh there's hundreds of episodes we should check this podcast out <laughs> um so that's what we have for business and uh next we're back in the game right back unless anyone the, has any questions plane yeah yeah you guys just used the oil of etherealness and moved into the border ethereal so you can kind of see stuff on the material plane uh as you were fading out um you heard the Dwarven King Dorgold Bronzebeard tell you to bring back the Drow Witch's head and you'll have the Dwarven army. And uh, so that was all good. Uh, one Bjorn thing had a little smirk on his face when, when he faded away. Oh, really? You know, he's like, gladly. I live for this. <laughs> this is your thing. Was this essential oil really quick? Was this it, like a lavender? Was, or, yeah. Okay. You, feel, you feel really Patchouli good. Patchouli or something. Yeah. I like oil and all, but this is weird. I do not like this. You looked really uncomfortable oiling yourself up, yeah. Yeah, it was like a new experience for you, right? But, you know, the ethereal plane, it's not my cup of tea. Uh, I get that. I could see that. Um, But uh, you guys did it because you had to escape because you just, uh, stuff was about to hit the fan in the old uh, dwarven kingdom and we weren't fans of the hospitality there yeah the hospitality was a little lacking another bad yelp review yep yeah just two stars yeah would not stay again never coming back uh so but one thing we forgot to do was uh there was some loot on uh craig and stoke fire's body and on one of his henchmen got all of it yeah you secretly got all of it we'll just say that um and as you were oiling each other up uh, I, w- I won't say Corgan was enjoying watching it, but he was watching and he was putting the loot into a bag for you. Um, and he was smiling, but that's all I'll say. Uh, and you guys got the bag. He oiled it up for you, handed mm-hmm. it off and away you went. Nice. And in that bag is a restorative ointment might come in handy. Uh, what uh, what does that do? 
Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. What doesn't it do, Kulshaw? Uh, I think it cures like diseases and poisons and there are multiple um, it's the panacea doses. snake oil of mm. D&D. Yeah. So it will, it will maybe be helpful with... Poison? Poison. <laughs> Fixes what ails you. It is a wondrous item. Yeah. The gla- this glass jar, three inches in diameter, contains 1D4 plus one doses of thick mixture that smells faintly of aloe. The jar and its contents weigh a half a pound. As an action, one dose of the ointment can be swallowed or applied to the skin. The creature that receives it gains 2D8 plus two hit points, ceases to be poisoned, and is cured of any disease. Oh, hmm. wow. So do we want to see how many how many doses were there? Uh, there were. I rolled the 1D4, yeah. and I got a two. Okay. So two doses. No, it, no two. D, it'd be three. 1D4 plus one. Oh, okay, yeah. Yep. Plus one or two? Four, two. Plus so four total. Let me double check. Right, who's on first? Plus one. Two D four plus one. Was it two? No, it was one. Really? It was, it was one. It's two D four plus one. Yep. So it was three doses. Three doses. Nice. All right. So you got that. Mm-hmm. Come in handy. Uh, off of uh, Cragen. Uh, you got Boots of Elven Kind. Ooh, I've been kind of wanting something like that. I wouldn't turn those down. This... Yeah, he was a he was a sneaky little little guy. Clearly. And on uh, Hallberk, um, you found a shield. And the shield is uh, very nicely made. Seems very stout. Uh, it's a little bit small. Uh, on the small side, I mean, not for you, Bjorn, obviously, but it's a little on the small side, um, but it is a plus one. That's all. There's only one person who really uses a shield. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's 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 nice. Let's get you. Yeah, I mean, this shield I have, I've, I've carried it around for a yeah. number of years. It's pretty battered. Yeah, I bet. You feel like, I mean, we're not... I'm not even, I can't even carry a shield. I, I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, well, Thora, can you carry a shield? Uh, I don't think she's proficient. She would have to take a feat and yes, for a shield. I, I do not have any no. proficiencies with, with uh, shielding. So she wouldn't get the bonuses from it. Uh, yeah. And hmm. I don't think, are you? I think you are. Um, yeah, I can actually do shields. Oh, do you want to use a shield? Hmm. I guess the only benefit of you're you're just not going to get your dual hand if you take two, if you use your dagger, but you can cast with one hand. But I can still cast, yeah. I mean, even if you give him your old shield and you take the new shield, that's a plus two shield. That's plus two or plus three. Mm-hmm. Yep. Why don't we do that? You take the new shield. Plus, you look adorable with that little shield. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can't. I mean, if uh, I wouldn't carry a shield just because it, I have to be have an open hand for my with your bow and bow, all. Yeah. yeah. Cross crossbow. Okay. Sure. Sounds good. So you're getting the old shield, Aileron. Cull Show's getting the new plus one shield. Oh. Uh, did you guys trade anything off of, uh, well, the week? I know there's some discussion after oh, the yeah, we, that. Yeah, we, we did that on air, I think, last time. I just was confused about it, and they got it taken care of. The okay. protection. Oh, I'm sorry, the what? ring. Sorry. Yep. I don't think it was on air. Was no, 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 no. I'm thinking think of so. the other thing that you guys were talking about. Oh, so yeah. Thora is letting uh, Cull Show wear the ring of protection. It's made, it looks like the cat. It's the stylized cat, the ring of protection. Aww. That's so cute. I, I got I, the cute little dwarven shield and a little cat ring. Yes, I let you on wear it. On your pinky. 
Oh, that's uh, that's really. Do you want to use the strawberry dice just to add to the whole effect? Um, very very cute cult show. We will make him cuddly. Yep, he's going to be adorable after this episode. I am very comfortable in my masculinity. Yeah, yeah. no. You got an eighteen AC now? You said? No, it's not. Yeah, there it goes. Yep, eighteen. Whew. Okay. Wow, that's much better. And then you can still use your hand for dagger if you'd wanted to. Attack. I stand behind it's... all of you. <laughs> yeah. So we got an eighteen. Nice. Yeah. I'll keep slipping right behind you. All right, sneaky people. Okay, so. You um, got all of that stuff that was handed to you. That was very kind. Yeah. Uh, Corrigan threw in the restorative ointment. Uh, That was something that he had. Um, And everything else came off the bodies. He thought it might be useful. What a nice guy. Trying to help you out as much as he can. So all that's done. You guys faded into the border ethereal plane and shapes coalesce out of the swirling gray mist. Dwarven spirits long dead appear from nothingness and just as quickly disappear. Their faces at times make them appear nearly alive, and at other times their empty stares and silent screams clearly illustrate their tragic and untimely deaths. Occasionally, the dead reach out for you, but recoil suddenly when coming too near the bluish light of Corrigan's runestone. It pulses faintly, matching the tempo of the obelisk that can still be seen and even felt off in the distance. The deep thrum pulls at the stone, guiding you toward it through the endless fog. That's where you're at. Well, I will brandish the stone before me and lead the way towards the obelisk. Okay. So you guys can move up, down, left, right, whatever, but you only have an hour in the ethereal plane, so, you know... We're not going to go after an island? <laughs> no, that's a different game. Oh, <laughs> I get it mixed up. Uh, yeah, you don't see anything. It is uh, the, as described, kind of swirling gray mist, endless, just this beacon. We're a little disoriented. Does this make us kind of like motion sickness? Uh, I would imagine it possibly mm. could, you know? I've, I've never been through. I don't like this one bit. So, so we just need to move away yeah. um, as quickly as can, try and make it to the obelisk before it dumps us out, and then we're... Golden. Yeah. Is there actually gravity or... No, not really. Okay. Laws of physics seem to be suspended. We're just floating along. I'm going to enjoy the heck out of that. I'm going to float along beside Skull Show upside down. <laughs> you're you're disturbing, you know? <laughs> You're the one who's not. It took 32 episodes to declare this. (laughs) (laughs) I think we knew it. Um, So, yeah, the only thing you need to avoid is, you know, crossing other, you know, bodies on the material plane because that gets kind of weird. But, you know, you're in the middle of a mountain. So as much as the dwarves have worked some of these passages and opened up spaces and rooms and vast halls within uh, the mountain, there's still tons and tons of space space for you to just walk through the solid rock and get up and out and just head straight on for the beacon of the obelisk and you guys make good time and uh you manage to get out and you're you're probably you're guessing three miles out and i don't know who's keeping track of time for you on how much you've been well does my um 
hourglass work in the ethereal plane? Or it doesn't mm, seem yeah. like it is would. Is there such a thing as time in the ethereal plane? That's a good yeah. question. Physics. Yeah. I, mean, I think the difference is like 10 times, like it's 10 times slower, something like that. Oh, wow. I mean, if there's no gravity, then it wouldn't work. Exactly. I mean, that's the only way I have to keep any time is my... Yeah. So you'll you'll probably want to be moving as close to the surface as you can in case you get... Yes, quickly. Mm -hmm. That's Shunted out into... Yeah. Solid rock. Yeah, because you will take force damage. <laughs> yeah, that would suck. That sounds very unpleasant. Um, I so think we'll mostly keep to the hallways unless we need to sort of jump through a wall real quick or a door or something like that, but we'll okay. mostly stay in. So without any trouble, you guys manage to make it through. You're out. Uh, you're probably about three miles away from the obelisk. You're back on the surface and you um, think your time is probably almost up, just based on... Well, we'll stay close to the ground, but I'm going to be supermanning it right now. Okay. Just floating along on my floating side, right along. beside Cole Show. Um, so then you guys, a few moments go by, and you reappear, and Aileron drops to the ground <laughs> with a cat-like grace, and... Uh, uh, you guys are walking along on the surface. Storm's over. There's a lot more snow. How far out are we? Uh, I would say you're about um, seven miles. Okay. Okay. Right, so beyond the obelisk. No, beyond the um, the stronghold, the Thorven stronghold. We made it seven miles from the stronghold. Correct. Yes. Yes. Okay. So we need to keep moving. Yep. We move. So Corrigan said that they could detect enemies in their territory because of the obelisk. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you probably would at least want to get beyond the obelisk. Yes. Um, right, well, but it is it is night now and it's dark. Yeah, but we're not enemies. Yeah, right. You don't know that much about it. Then that's just what he told you. So we just keep moving. So I will stealthily range ahead. Okay. So you're moving can, ahead. I can do that at pace now. Awesome. Nice. Need to roll stealth for that. Uh, somebody's going to be looking for me, sure. Never know. Never know. What'd you get? Okay. Um, that's a good question. Where's stealth? That is going to be an 18. All right. That's pretty good. Um, as you are rummaging through the pack, uh, you notice uh, Dorgold's map. And the map shows that there is a little used trail that is quite narrow not nearly as nice as the one you came up on that takes you well out of your way goes almost straight down towards falling water and gets you really close to where you need to be does the map indicate where near falling water her hideout is um there is uh he described it to you so uh -huh. you guys are getting ready um and there is a an old quarry about 14 miles west of Falling Water that uh, no longer used, has since filled up with water, and there is a cave on the side, one of the, the northern face of this uh, quarry. And, um, you know, he describes there being a scraggly bush next to the cave entrance, but it's, it's down a ways. Um, that's where the drow... Supposedly, that's that's at least one of the entrances to their lair. How far? I mean, do we just want to go in here, or do we want to maybe? 
How far away? Do you know how far away we are from falling water? We still got quite a ways to go. Yeah, you're at least a day and a half away okay. if you follow this so trail. We have to find the. Yeah, once we get to falling water, I know where the. Yeah. Where the quarry is, but. But we will definitely need to stop at falling water. Yeah, falling water to resupply because we're going to need food and just before get some we go underground. Yeah. Okay, so that's all great. Let's take this trail that's on this map yes. and head towards Falling Water now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, we haven't stopped yet, Thora. We're still running. Still running. It seems like you guys are standing around talking. <laughs> that's just talking because that's walking. what you It just feels that way because, you know, walking in snow for me, it's up to my chest. <laughs> I have to crawl out of it when I hit the drifts. I have to climb on someone's back here. Well, I mean, I imagine I'm yes, leading and yeah, yeah. creating a path for you. It is I'll put my shield down and just pull you behind me. It's sled. <laughs> oh, yes. that's nice. Yeah. Uh, very clever. Um, so uh, if I had the yeah, inspiration tokens, mm. yeah, we, we are terrible at inspiration yeah. tokens. But um, so you guys can go along. I will need a, a marching order, though, because this trail is uh-huh. narrow. Uh-huh. 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 <laughs> narrow trails. I mean, yeah. Well, you're up ahead, right? Yeah. So I, I figure uh-huh. I'm probably going to be maybe 80 feet ahead at most. Okay. Wow. Okay. Did it snow as much here as it did over by the, as far as an, we're lower down the mountain or? As you're going down the trail, yeah, yeah, you're slowly going down the mountain. Now. So, is there much? Is it snowed as much here? Is there? Uh, yeah, yeah, but you know, due to the steepness of the trail sure. and stuff like that, it's it's hasn't settled as much. But uh, you guys can keep walking. Uh, how long do you want to walk? It's probably about nine, ten o'clock at night. Oh. Well, we'll say you're beyond the obelisk now. We can make an igloo. Yeah. Or we could just like a lot of work. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like a Quincy. Right. Is it just like underground? Like a. It's a snow thing. Right. Yes. Snow hole. A snow. It's a snow hole. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we don't want to force march through the night or something. So. So we don't know the area very well. I mean, you don't know this. You're not too comfortable with this area. No, not up here. Yeah, I would say if we can just get some, make a shelter out of this, and and maybe I don't know, do a cold camp or. All right. So you guys uh, find a, a decent spot. Looks uh, like there's a little bit less snow there. Scrape it out. Build up some walls. Whatever you're gonna do. Set up your tent that you didn't know you had before, and uh, make a little camp. And I'm going to need some perception rolls from everybody. Oh. 11. Okay. 19. Pretty good. Aileron? 18. Thora? 16, which is amazing for me. <laughs> um, Kulshu must have been doing the shoveling of the snow, huh? <laughs> So at some some point during Cull Show's watch, uh, I assume you're still taking taking watches. He sort of nods off for a second, um, and when he does, uh, he he sees a you know gets another vision of himself uh, wielding this sword, you know striking people down, 
left and right and it kind of startles him awake because it just comes on so suddenly just like he nods off and then he sees this you know he's in that dream again as uh king solhad you know slaying his foes quite viciously with the Mm. sword and wakes up you know startled himself awake and uh nothing else happens i want to by the way turn it back into a long sword overnight long sword okay yeah so you can do that, and it'll turn. It'll be a long sword in the morning. You sleep on it. Yeah, you have <laughs> to sleep on it. Um, again, I'm waiting for you to try to make a mace or something cool. Okay. Uh, but the night passes. Everything's okay. Nothing happens. The dwarves didn't. You didn't hear anything. No one's tracking you down, as far as you can tell. And you can continue on the next morning. All right. Let's go. Do you need our marching order now, Jerry? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so Cull shows in the lead. Uh, who's next? Uh, I'll be next. I'll be actually, right. Everybody volunteer at once. Uh, you know, actually, yeah, I'll, I'll take the rear. Okay. Somebody should. I'll be behind him. With he's, good perception. He's trudging a, basically he's making a trail by his, his feet. Okay. And Miss Squishy can be between the two of us. Uh, Miss Squish- Squishy and Unobservant can be in the middle. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, I'll try and... not to sing while we're going. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, I don't think Adron would appreciate it. Oh, he loves it. He loves it. Um, so you guys continue along, and the trail is quite treacherous. Uh, the new fallen snow makes it a little more difficult to navigate. At some points along the way... You, uh, you know, you feel like you hope you're still on the trail. You're not sure. Um, it's, you know, just a lot of snow. But as you go down, the snow seems to lessen and you get farther away from Umberstone and uh, seems to be less of a problem as the day goes on. But you're making decent time now. And uh, you finally get towards the end of the, you know, afternoon. You feel like you can see... Um, you know, the, the foothills that you were going down um, into the region that uh, Elrond would recognize as being, you know, west of Falling Water. Can we see Falling Water from here? <laughs> no, that'd be cool, though, wouldn't it? Yeah, looking um, for a pretty vista. Yeah, it would be neat. Uh, Noah, I didn't, uh, didn't plan that out that way. Okay. Um, but you are, you can see plains down below, uh, definitely lots of, uh, green, uh, patches where there's less snow. Um, you know, it obviously has snowed down, you know, down below, but, uh, not as much as in the mountains. Uh, so it's, you know, it's definitely feeling like winter. Okay. We'll continue on. All right. So you march on. And at some point, uh, not long after that, you guys get to um, a series of switchbacks uh, on the trail. And I'll pull it on your map now. And on Dorgold's map, this is called uh, the Windrager Cliffs. And basically, this is this is it. This is where you get dumped out into the foothills west of Falling Water, uh, pretty close to your destination. And it's been 
pretty much problem-free. I mean, a few uh, mishaps with the trail due to the snow and things like that, but by and large, it's been fantastic. The wind here is is very ferocious. So you guys are probably hurrying along to get down to the bottom because it feels stay, like you're... Stay stealthy the whole time. Stay stealthy. Yep. Uh, it just feels like you're going to get swept away. And Culshow is up ahead. And as Culshow is doing his Culshow thing, blazing the trail, uh, looking out for threats, something uh, pops up right in front of him. It's not really a something you can discern, but it is uh, like wind taking shape. It's like the swirling vortex of snow and grit from the trail gets swept up in front of you and it just doesn't go away and it is frosty the snowman <laughs> frosty the snowman is it the yeti <laughs> the yeti <laughs> hey, we got the yeti um so what's this... it say happy birthday is that what he <laughs> says like when the, he... <laughs> it looks like the elements have turned into something uh it could be the elements are uh working against you now um, so this swirling vortex of wind and, and dust and snow pops up in front of you and doesn't dissipate, uh, like you would think it would. And it is going to get a surprise round on you. What? And it is attacking you. Did it see me? Uh, yeah. It, yeah. Your stealth is for people with hearing, I'm guessing, or seeing. Oops, that's a natural 20. Strawberry and green. <laughs> Love wow. these dice. Oops, he I says. can almost your smell the strawberries now. Yeah, so I, yeah, someone, once I have the shield, I would be, I would be carrying the shield and I have okay. to draw the sword. But. Okay, wow, I, I didn't anticipate a natural 20 on my first oh, roll. Yeah, sure. uh -huh. Somebody's going to want these dice. If you try to dice. win Jerry's dice, you are committed to player killing. So <laughs> just... Uh, okay. Just remember, the so, DM has the final decision of what happens in the game. So that's 2D something. Let me find that dice. And that is, uh, that's a good, good rolling. I am doing pretty well. Um, oops, I got to do that again. I'm assuming we're totally healed by resting overnight. Yes. Yes. Yep. And have all our spells. Yes. And that is 27 damage. Oh my gosh. Oh, Jeez. Um, what what type of damage is it? Uh, it's a slam attack. Okay, force. Oh, yeti! <laughs> uh, so just knock its top hat off. <laughs> that's uh, that's where you're at. That just happened. Let's roll initiative. <sighs> so mean. Oh. Uh... Um, yeah. So that was cool. Right. So what everyone get? We'll start with Cull Show. Seven. Seven. Wow. Yeah. Total. Yeah. Total. Yeah. <laughs> That's total. Bjorn. 18. 18. Aleron. 23. Nice. Wow. Thora. I also got seven. Nice. Initiative buddies. Yeah. I like that. They got a 12. They got a 12, Whoops. huh? Yeah, let that one slip. Ugh. 
<laughs> I thought you were just bit. being uh, gender indeterminate, right, but right. no, yeah. it was a, an actual plural. You could have, you could have dipped out of that, Jerry. But I whoops, I could have. Um, you know, I'm not going to let you guys get by that easily. So, not when I have these magical dice uh, today. So, Ooh. And let me just put these in order. And Alaron, you're up. So you see, Cull Show gets kind of. You know, slammed, slammed by around, the snow. coated yeah. in ice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but I do see this uh, creature looming up above him. Yeah. Okay. Then I'm gonna blast it with shadows. All right. Uh, I'm gonna use guiding bolt at a second level spell, and that'll be an 18 to hit. Uh, that will hit. Okay. So we're looking at 5d6. And that's 15 total. Dang. So you send your guiding bolt on ahead, whizzes past Cull Show, and strikes this thing. And, you know, the way it looks, you just think it's going to just kind of disappear, but it seems to have some kind of effect on it. Um, and the swirling stops and kind of, you know, uh, where your bolt went in, and you get the feeling you did some damage. Bjorn. I'm going to crawl up on that ledge there past Alaron. There you go. I'm going to, because he's engaged, I get a uh, sneak attack on that. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to throw my hunter's mark as a bonus action. Okay. All right. So that first attack will be the sneak attack. 15. Uh, that hits. Well, okay. It's going to be... What you doing? What's the damage? Uh, 13 points of piercing damage. All right. The uh, second attack is a 22. Okay. That is definitely a hit. And that is 19 points of piercing damage. Wow. Okay. And then my attack, my second attack after that is a 16. Hits. And that is 13 points of piercing damage. Dang. So, yeah, you um, keep sending bolts from your glowing fist, and uh, they keep flying away into this uh, maelstrom, this storm up ahead that's uh, facing Cull Show, and um, you also get the sense that you did some serious damage to it. It's, you know, it's not quite as, uh, doesn't have quite a, as nice of a shape as it and, did before. And the wind just spits out the cross bolts and go right into Cole Show. Ow, ow, ow. My eye. Um, so it's their turn. And I said there, because another one mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, is going what? to, <laughs> yeah, surprise, surprise. Uh this one's going to pop up uh, higher up on the trail here. Right by Bjorn. Right by Bjorn. Nice. That's convenient. Uh, not for Bjorn, of course. Um, and so as you are launching your bolts, uh, trying to save your friend Cull Show, you hear kind of the swirling winds behind you pick up in intensity. And uh, this thing is just going to casually... <laughs> Move up to you casually and try to encompass me. Yeah, and hug. stop. Oh, it's so sweet. <laughs> it just wants to be friends. Um, 
stop in your space. Yeah. So you have to make Next. a strength saving throw. Oh my. It's one of my proficiencies as far as strength throw. Uh, 23. Nice. Ooh. Okay. Um, so it's made of halflings. I'm just like burrowed into the snow, by the way, anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> wide stance, wide stance. Right. Um, I don't think it does anything if you make the. I don't believe so. Yeah. So that's a bummer for me. Um, and it's going to continue on. Oh, oh, jeez. And move past you then. Um, and this one's going to try to slam our friend Kulshil again. It's so rude. We're just walking along the trail. And that is a miss. And that is a also a miss. So swirls angrily in front of you, but you know you can see like tendrils of air and dust reach out toward you, but you manage to avoid it. Thora, you're up. So Thora will Eldritch Blast the first one uh, that is in front of Kulsho. Uh, that is uh, 12. That will miss. Okay, and then so second is a 20. That is a hit. Okay, and so then that is uh, five damage. Okay, well, that's something. Mm. Um, moving or anything? I'm going to take um, yeah, a couple steps towards Kulsho. All right. And that brings us to Kulsho, the number seven twins here. All right. Well, I draw my sword and slash twice. Uh, it's going to... Oh, and Rage is a bonus action. Okay. That'll be a 14. Uh, No. No. And a 14. Oh, no. <laughs> Still a no, but you almost have me convinced. <laughs> <laughs> well, um... Do you want to use my strawberry dice? No. So rude. Hardy uh, har. <laughs> Go back to where you came from, Yeti. I <laughs> <laughs> might be part of your problem that you think it's yeah, the Yeti. Exactly. <laughs> it might be actually better if he just thinks it's the Yeti yeah, right now. It could be, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, you guys just said they were big and yeah, white. And... So, Alaron, your turn. <laughs> oh, jeez. You are flinking, bud. Right up in my face, though. I don't like that. Yeah. Okay. Um... Yeah, I know you really want me to keep flanking, don't no, you, you? No, I mean... Because my dagger just ain't going to do it. Um, But it is a magical dagger, by the way. Mm-hmm. Don't forget that. Yep. Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to move here. Is that possible? Um, yes, I would say... I would let you do that, but you're going to use up most of your movement. That is fine. I'm going to pull out my javelin of lightning and plunge it through both of the nice. yetis. Oh, okay. that thing. Uh-huh, nice. Okay, so that's a lightning bolt. Um, Where'd it go? Where'd it go? So I don't know what the reflex save is on that. 30. We'll just call it that. Okay, yeah, that sounds <laughs> fair. Uh double checking here yeah let's it see go? there it is and that doesn't tell me what it is it might that's be yours, dc could be 
that that'd be fine. Let's just do that. Uh, thirteen. It's a thirteen. Okay, so it fails. So I still can't find how much damage does there. No, it is. I mean the your javelin has a thirteen DC. Oh, there it is. Okay. So I have to roll yet. Yes. And I got a thirteen. Bummer. Okay, for the first one. Yep. And second one. At Cole Show, I'm assuming, gives a three. Wow, rolling well. 17, and so that's 21. So 10 points of damage to the first one. Okay. And 21 points of damage to the second one. Wow. That... And then I get a ranged attack against the target. All right. But that fails. Okay. Uh, well, you definitely see, you know, the one by Cull Show is, is, you know, dissipating before your eyes after the lightning strikes it. And uh, so you did some serious damage, especially to that one. Uh, Bjorn, you're up. We're going to go after that one there and on Cull Show. And I also get a sneak attack because he's engaged with him. Nice. So first attack is not going to hit. Second attack is going to, it's a 25. Yep. That's the, the hunter's mark. And then we'll do the extra D6. So eight, 11. So 17 points of damage. All right. And then my bonus attack is a 17. It's, uh, it fizzles out after, after that attack. attack. Yeah. Second one? Yep. Okay. Well, then I'm going to just turn to him, use my bonus to the one that's there. Am I, okay. Am I uh, flanking him? Uh, we'll say yeah. I think okay. that was your intent, right, Alaron? Yeah, for advantage. So I got a 27 to hit. That is a hit. And I'm just going to be doing my one because it's uh, so uh, nine points of damage. Nine. All right. And it's turn. And it is going to try to recharge its thingy. And it does. It's thingy. It's, it's, it's going to recharge its thingy. It's Ominous, a, terrifying. It's in D&D canon, Not right? Not the thingy. <laughs> so it's moving its thingy over, over Aleron. And uh, now you need to make a saving throw. Um, and what was that again? 13 strength. Strength, okay. Yeah. Well, no. All right. So this is the fun part. This is what I've been dreaming about all week. <laughs> <laughs> so you take some damage for that. Uh, and that's going to be... Um, let's see. 12 damage. So not Ouch. too bad. That's bludgeoning damage. And you're flung 20 feet away wow. in a random direction and knocked prone. So I'm going to roll that random direction, and that is uh, further up the hill towards Bjorn. So that's 5, 10, 15, 20, and you're going to take some falling damage, I'm guessing. 1d6. It depends on high, how high is it. Yeah. 1d6 per 10 feet. I kind of, uh, yep. So you will take 1d6. Which is two more damage. Whoop-de-doo. He talks about two more damage. 
that is uh, 10% of your points right now. (laughs) I forgot about that. Uh, So that's 14 total damage for you. Uh Uh, You are now prone back on the trail uh, behind Bjorn. And that's it. Thora, you're up. That was fun. Okay, so Thora will Eldritch Blast again and just tell it to dissipate. (laughs) 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 And that's a 17. That is a hit. Okay. All right. Second (laughs) one is a 14. Uh, that is a miss. No. Are you sure? You check again. Did you add in your uh, rod and all your fun stuff? I tried a 14 twice and he was out of Oh, that's that right. You did. No, work. it is. It's a 14. I okay. hit him with a 15. So it's just... All right. So there we go. Um, and that is uh, seven damage. Seven damage. All right. Chipping away. Uh, cull shell. I will charge back up the trail. I've got it. <laughs> Yetis. I should be able to get right to it. And... Uh, Attempt to cut it down. All right. All right. That will be a hit with an 18. Nice. And uh, 11. So. Uh, not bad. Oh, at least max damage. So 14 damage. Dang. Nice. Okay. And Elrond. So from prone, I'm going to fling shadows at this creature. As a third level spell. Just yeah. laying there, casual like. Yep. Meant on, to do on that. On my side. Yep. <laughs> Propping my head up with one arm. A bam. Throw the shadows at it. And so that's going to be a 22 to hit. That is a hit. And 12, 14, 16, 17 points of damage. Wow. That really hurt. You're getting more powerful as the game goes on. I don't like that. I, I try to keep that a secret. <laughs> that is how it works. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so Bjorn. You can use half your movement to get up from prone. That's what it is here. You don't have to use an action, full action. Yeah. No, or good. if you lay down, you're harder to hit, basically. I'm good. Yeah. Okay. He's fine. You're feeling no, a little I, woozy I, still. I will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will actually stand up. and. I don't know if I can stand up. And move back behind uh, little Bjorn. Uh, let's go at it again. And he's engaged with the big man, so that's a sneak attack. Um, I'm going to use my bonus action to move Hunter's Mark over to him. Uh, the first is a 25 to hit. Uh, that will hit. And that is um, 15 points of damage. Nice. And my second attack is a 20 to hit. Uh, that is a hit. And that is 12 points of damage. Oh. Uh, whoops. Did that incorrectly. So it is uh, barely hanging on. Uh, it starts to, looks like it's going to dissipate, but then it kind of reforms and is just kind of making this weird whistling noise now as it tries to to reconstitute itself and um, you hear more wind down below. What? Yeah. And another one forms lower on the trail. We try to protect Mother Nature and this is what we get. This is what happens. And it's 
its turn, it's going to fly up the hill here and just land on oh. Thora. Oh, jeez. This is not going to go well. He's so enjoying the throwing thing. I am, really. He is. He's like, I can clone these all day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, 13 strength is what you need to beat. Uh-huh. Oh, yes, 17. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> So nothing happens. Go mountain uh, girl, go. <laughs> She's just got that goat, the goat feet here. It's goat style. Yeah. It's going to fly past you and kind of be between you and Cull Show. And that's going to give uh, flanking, I hope. And then the one that is just barely hanging on is going to attack Cull Show. Uh, so I have a um, 20... Two AC right. Twenty-two. Okay. Ah, natty twenty. Seriously, why do I bother? And a twelve. So I think I'll take the natty twenty, and that's gonna be painful again. It's like so many dice I have to is roll. Is it force damage or is slam bludgeoning? It is bludgeoning. Okay, so you're taking half. At least, at least there's that. The first one should have been half too. That you got yeah, second. I didn't rage it. Oh, he got yeah. Initial. It was a surprise. Right. Yep, that's right. Um, yep, bludgeoning damage, so that is 2d8, and that is 14 points of damage cut in half, 4-7, not too bad after all of that, mm. and Thora, you're up. So Thora's going to blast the one that's looking weak, and just say, go away! Like no, the, uh, that's a 12, so yeah. that one didn't work. Should have used Dissipate again. Yep. And then the second one is a 21. Yeah. So. This ought to do it. Uh, that is 12 damage. 12 damage. So, yes, you send your bolt, and as your bolt hits it, it just kind of, like, disintegrates and disappears, and a bunch of snow and dust and stuff falls to the ground kind of showering down behind Cull Show. And then I will move into a flanking position. Thank you. Flank. All right. So you and Cull Show have the last one here flanked. So then I will pivot and slash. So I have advantage, right? Mm -hmm. All in one motion. All in one smooth motion. So that will be 18 on the first one. That is a hit. Uh, yes, for 14 damage. All right. And that will be a 25 to hit. Definitely. For uh, 8 damage. 8 damage. All right. So, yes, in this nice fluid motion, you spin around, uh, still snow showering down behind you, and you slash twice at the one behind you, and then... Cutting through the frost. Yep. Send more snow and dust flying on either side. Die, Frosty. And Elrond, your turn. Okay, let's blast the last remaining one. Okay. And that's a 20. That is a hit. That's 10, 16, 17, and 22. Dang. All right. So, yes, it is definitely weakened now you can see it's much less strong than it was before and bjorn see what you can do to it so this is more for effect K 
Okay, will I use, <laughs> allow me to use my movement to slide on my butt down while I'm shooting? Uh, yeah. To end up right above Cold Shell? Sure. Okay. <laughs> so I have a sneak attack on that too there. It'd be awesome if you slid right between his legs yeah. and just kept on going okay. off the side of the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> it looked cool. <laughs> so the first attack, do you am flanking Thora? Uh, yes. Okay. So that's a 24 to hit. Okay. And I'm actually using my bonus action now to move Hunter's Mark over to him. Sounds good. So that's three sixes out of that. So that's 24 points of damage on the first attack. Dang. And uh, the second attack, flanking again. Uh, that's uh, 22 to hit. Uh, definitely. And that is 13 point, um, uh, 13 points of damage. All right. That hurt. That really hurt. So the last one's just kind of sputtering now, and it, but it is its turn. You guys have conveniently lined up here. Oh, I got to see if it recharges, please. Yes. God, this is lovely. I just. How far can you throw a halfling? Yeah, let's see. <laughs> it's like a little javelin. Um, it's a little pebble. So you both need to make uh, strength. Strength. Fifteen. Natty twenty. Ah. Uh, so twenty-four. Bummer. Uh, okay. And that's all he's going to do. He recharged. We were Thora. holding hands, Colshaw and I were, so we're just doubling yeah, our force. Yeah, just totally. So. Or I just was holding down your yeah. leg. <laughs> <laughs> Get life. We'll try. We'll try. Dissipate. Yes. Oh, 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 oh Natty 20, finally. Wow. So that is. All the damage. All the damage. Uh, 12 damage. So you roll it twice. You could roll your, your dice twice and then add your. Yep, you got Natty. Oh, <laughs> thirteen damage. <laughs> yeah, even if it's a spell, you for all it's worth, you double damage and then add your bonus um, damage. Whatever it was, it took it out. It was nice. enough. Yes. yes, it's like this sh shower of snow and dust just falls down around. Uh, you just see Bjorn and Kalsho inside of it, just for a slash. <laughs> Where'd you go, Yeti? <laughs> um, and that's it. Uh, so you guys uh, beat these things. Um, and you can see now that uh, they're, you know, the trail has been kind of cleared off in the areas where you fought them and where they went. It's stirred up a lot of snow. Um, and you see down below, there's uh, some wreckage. I don't know if you can see it on the map. Mm -hmm. uh, down at the bottom of uh, where this empties out into the foothills. Okay. All right, that's cool. Is everybody okay? Yeah, just fine. Alrod, how you fun. feeling, Alrod? That was refreshing. That was bracing. Yeah. <laughs> how was your health, friend? I felt better. All right, I'm going to use a second level cure wounds. So, well, how many do I need to use first level or can I use? Do, would you like to have um, 11 points of healing damage back or 19? I'll, I'll take a grande, please. Okay. <laughs> so I'll use a second level. You uh, uh, give them a so you get 19 back. I cure wounds. Okay. So I think that's totally that heals, heals you up. up yeah. Mm. Oh, good. Got to keep the cleric alive, right? Now that you're back <laughs> on your feet, <clears throat> can you uh, <laughs> return the favor this way? Yes, right. You yes, hand it over to I him. Will, I, I think I need a vente. 
I will. <laughs> <laughs> I only have second level, so I will give you. Well, would you 16. be able to, you're down further than he is, right? 34. I'll give you 20. And then another 20. Oh, nice. Ooh, that's refreshing. Sorry, you didn't get hit? No, I, I did not get hit at all. Good. That's the way it should be. She was I in the agree. middle. She held her strength check, though. I mean, we could, been, we could have been just throwing around the mountain. You know? uh, that's so what I was hoping. Really I good checks good, there. Good moves, Thora. Yeah. Way to stay on your feet. Bodies flying everywhere. That's what I was hoping for. It was the weight from the goat. <laughs> uh, yeah, the goat would be good on the mountain here. So, you guys, it's getting late in the evening. Um, Let's go check that pile of... Yes, I'd like to Stuff get up. down a little farther from okay. this point, if we can move down quickly. So you guys get down to where this path stops uh, and empties out into kind of uh, much flatter um, terrain. And there is a bunch of stuff at the bottom. And I don't know if you want to search it or yeah. what you want to do. Scavenge through it. Of course we do. Okay. What? Search. So roll something. Let's uh, uh, perception or investigation. You uh, either one. Okay, uh, whatever's higher. Your choice. Those uh, are... This is not my forte. <laughs> I got an natty twenty, so that's Jeez. a. Um, yeah, this white dice is doing so much more than that. That's a twenty-nine. Wow. Okay. He so... finds it. So you guys are kicking around, and this this looks like it was some kind of uh, trader's uh, wagon that, for some reason, uh, was was parked down here. It is a nice little sheltered spot, so maybe someone camped here. But it looks like they were trying to make it up this mountain, and that was a bad idea. Um, and so it's a, a bunch of you know, um, looks like uh, barrels that once held you know, ale or wine or something. Um, and some broken boxes and bits of stuff. It's obviously been here for a long time, Mm -hmm. but as you're kicking through the snow and the dirt, you find this strange bottle and the bottle looks like it has a raging tempest, like spinning around in it all the time. And as you pick it up, even Mm -hmm. you can tell there's something magical about it. And it looks like there's a little stopper on it, and the stopper has come off part way. I'm going to push the stopper back down. <laughs> okay, smart choice. And then I'm going to give it to Thora and say, could you take a look at this, Thora? Of course. And Thora will sit down and start uh, Okay. I'm good at to... searching because I, I can crawl into small spaces. And you just see feet and dig it in, though. Um, so are you guys going to make camp or anything here? You can do a short rest, maybe? Are you fully healed? I am now. I mean, what time of day is it now? I mean, it's probably, it's evening now. It's about to it's get dark. Oh, okay. Late. Yeah. Then we, we can just Let's camp. go ahead and, and make a camp. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think we can safely build a fire. And, yeah, we use this yeah. as a little bit of a... Exactly. Yeah. Um, so as you're setting up camp, Thora is casting her ritual identify spell. And this is, um, uh, this bottle... Uh, it turns out to be some kind of gateway to the elemental plane of air. And it summons these air creatures. And um, 
you can you realize that you could probably break it if you wanted to um, which would cut off the connection or you could take off the stopper and then it would be kind of you know all heck's gonna break loose uh, your choice cool there was no bodies or anything around here uh, no bodies no hmm. this belongs someone bottled this yeah yeah well, that's a good potential distractor mm-hmm. so hang on to it yeah, we should hold it. it might be worth just something to somebody yeah so yeah that's what you found and all the wreckage. And now you have a nice little camp. Yeah, I'll use wood from the wreckage and make it a good fire. Good idea. Was there broken glass around here? Like other uh, yeah. possible broken bottles? Yeah. There were some other broken, you know, shards of glass and some other things. It just, the way it was buried under some, some other, you know, broken boxes and things, it just looks yeah. like it was overlooked. Is this covered in snow? So it, this happened? Yeah, it's been here a long time. Okay. Yeah. Um, but this path and, you know, before you left, I had hoped to have more of this, but I felt like Dorgold talked a lot, uh, excuse me, a lot in the last episode. So um, I was going to have him, you know, kind of tell you about this trail being dangerous and, you know, it's not used for a reason. And uh, this is probably that reason why. Well, we've cleared it up for everybody. Yeah. That's what we do. Nice, convenient way directly to Umberstone. Um, it's not so, like warnings ever, you know, save us from danger. <laughs> we so, need to plow ahead. We need to write down all the good deeds that we do for the. I know they just keep, you just just keep so racking we can them up. It to people. Yeah, it's got to go in a song, right? At some point. Um, so you guys have a camp, and you know, Alaron. Once you get down here, and you kind of take stock where you're at you realize you're you're very close to the spot on the map okay you're probably just a couple of hours away and um falling water would be you know maybe three or four hours so by early morning we can make our way to the Mm -hmm. to the quarry yep if you wanted to or you could go to falling water i know some of you talked about going to falling water Uh, i mean what well, would you I, want to get there? I guess the question I have, because it, it, it's once we go underground, how far do we have to go? Based do we know that from the directions? No. Okay. It's a little bit, it's all twisty and turning too. So it's not as a crow fly, you know, I mean, there's a lot of, mm-hmm. I'm guessing. So it could be, it's not going to be easy terrain to get through. The, the, the Wherever the drow are at? Yeah. Yeah. I would guess. And you know that she's, you've already seen, you know, small bands of drow, you've encountered them, mm-hmm. and they all basically belong to the same yeah. renegade matriarch. Um, yep. So, I mean, it could be a huge place, a huge warren full of drow, or maybe they've been slowly dwindling. I mean, you guys have killed several of them now, and, um, you know... You just don't know what to expect. We're just we're going into their home, so it's going to be. Well, I think you're going to be dangerous. the scout for us. Yeah, I mean, I can. I I actually have a bonus to track drow. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I guess I would say then we should probably go to Falling Water because we didn't really get provisions from. I'd kind of like just to have a so we can talk it out and plan and maybe have a day of just if that's okay. I mean, see if we can get some stuff to just do rest with, more and stuff get to do with things poison collected. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, that sounds good. Okay. How Is that about okay we, with everybody? Yeah. 
let's uh, let's pick that up next week. Okay. okay. Sounds okay. like a good Does that idea. Work? That gives you guys a little time to think about it and yeah. come up with a plan. Sounds and, good. Uh, shopping list. Yeah, shopping list in falling water. That's not a bad idea. Um, but great job. You're partway there. All right. I mean, this is what Bjorn's been waiting for his whole life. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm anticipate. It's the anticipation is kind of getting at me. I'm very torn, just going down there right away. But I, I do understand. I've never gone underground myself. Every drow that I've hunted has been above ground. But I've asked enough questions and studied them. That was most of my time is just getting to know them mm-hmm. before I actually attack them. And just, I just know that they're very dangerous. Yes. I want to get to know them. Preparation goes along. Know way. thy enemy. Yeah. That's why I'm getting to know you. <laughs> All righty then. Uh, well, Just good job, guys. <laughs> we'll see you guys next we'll week. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening. We hope you're enjoying our adventure. To show your support for this podcast, please leave a rating or review on your preferred podcast app. Also, be sure to check us out at DungeonPatrol.com.